Welcome to the Alternative Property Management Podcast, brought to you by Renty and the PMC. Hosted by David Faulkner, Harrison Vaughn, and Will Alexander, and powered by Renty, who just want to make renting enjoyable. Kia and it's David Faulkner here again. It's another show. It's the Alternative Property Management Show. I'm coming to you from the world's greatest town, Palmerston North, which has been infamously made famous by the Spanish football team. Thank you very much, Spain, for doing that. I've got Will Alexander, who's coming to us from Auckland in his corporate Bailey's office. He's looking a bit more casual today. He's supping on a cup of coffee or a cup of tea. Glad to tell you he's not drinking Lion Red. And Harrison Vaughan, who's in his office down in Wellington from Tommy's Property Management. Kia ora, guys. How's things going? Very well. Good to be here. We're surviving in Wellington. We've had a bit of sunshine over the weekend, so uh, things are on the way up. Well, it's spring now, isn't it? And it's certainly, it, it's, it's, you can feel it. I was out in the garden uh, last weekend, working away in the sun. Very, very nice. And Will, what's your, what's your week been up to, mate? What have you been up to? Well, I was just going to say, do you know what my favourite thing about spring is? And this is why I still live in the Hawke's Bay and commute to Auckland. Because out running through farms and seeing the little lammies, and when they're feeding from mum and their little tails like this, you know, that's just, it's great. It's, uh, it's little lemmings. Yeah. Lemming season. Little lemmings. It's a little kids. You know, they're so cute. Um, yeah, I, I, uh, it's, that's me, you know, I just like running around looking at lambs. Um, very good. Addison, how's your week been, mate? Well, look, like I say, it's getting better, less storms in Wellington. So I'm having, I'm sleeping through the night now, not having to worry about tarpy pinging off. Um, with, you know, leaks and, and roofs flying down the street. So, no, it's a much more stress-free week this week. I tell you, I mean, spring is typically when it's worst in Wellington. Anyway, this week we've got a very special guest who's come along to join us, and she's going to be speaking at the PMC, which is at Wellington, at uh, the Takina Event Centre on the 23rd and the 24th of November. And just to let you know that the awards are now open, so if you want to look at entering some of the awards, by all means, go for it. And welcome from Australia, Hermione Gardner. Hello, Hermione. How are you? Hi, David. Hi, Will. Hi, Harrison. And hi to the lambs over there. I can't wait to come see you. <laughs> Where, whereabouts in Aussie are you? Um, I'm on the Central Coast, which is just about an hour north of Sydney. So I did the whole get out of Sydney where just before COVID kind of hit. And yeah, I was living a slightly slower paced life up here now, which is great. That's great. That's great. Good um, on you. Great. Yeah, uh, thanks for joining us, and it's great to have you here. And we, you are going to be speaking at the PMC. We're so very excited to have a bit of a an international flavour. We've also got Michael Furlong, uh, who's from Melbourne. He's going to come along and speak as well. So, Hermione, you want to just give us an indication. What are you going to be talking about? What are you going? To, what's your presentation going to be on? Um, well, uh, yeah, thank you so much for having me. And yeah, I can't wait to come and yeah, join you guys at the conference. Um, my what I'm going to be speaking on my session is called surviving to thriving. And I think it's really around taking us from uh, the way that I frame it up is like we kind of came out of like those COVID times and then life just exploded and we've taken on so much responsibility and just uh, for a lot of us are living in reaction mode of just what is happening to us in our lives. So it's really around how you can shift your life from being in reactive mode to actually kind of proactively creating a a life that you want to live um, and b how to handle better the stress and challenges that come along your way so that you are well equipped to yeah live a thriving life. So you've got a business called Sidekick. 
I do. And it looks pretty cool. Can you tell us about it? What do, what is Sidekick and how did you get to, to on this journey? Oh, okay, well, thank you so much. Um, as, just, as I said to you guys before, Sidekick's just about to have a bit of a rebrand, a bit of a refresh. So if you jump on the website now, it might look a bit different in the next couple of months. Um, but yeah, Sidekick was born. I'm, I'm very, very big and passionate about making people's lives easier um, and helping other people. And I was a property manager for many years um, and ran departments and teams over here in Sydney. And the last, gosh, I don't know, 10 years now, I've helped businesses both as a trainer, consultant, I've worked mm. in real estate software. And I really see that everyone's sort of doing things a bit differently. And there's always ways to do things easier and smarter and faster and really like optimize what you're doing day to day. And so Sidekick is really kind of born out of that and I, I want to come in and be a psychic. I don't need to be out there like on the front line, but I want to be behind the scenes helping you get better, smarter, faster at what you're doing, um, make it easier, less stressful so that you can then, yeah, focus on what you do best, which is managing the properties, growing those rent roles, servicing those clients. Um, so, yeah, psychic is a combination of there's some online courses you can go and do. Um, it's also uh, supporting me as to be out, getting out there as a coach and consultant in the industry. Um, and I really work at the moment really with a lot of business owners who really want to optimize and scale their businesses to the next level. So that's getting their um, their processes optimized, their people empowered and their product and service really, really strong so that they're the market leaders in their space. Okay. And, and do you do much work in New Zealand? Uh, is it mainly Australia? I, I presume it's mainly Australia based, but do you have any New Zealand clients? Are you, you know, would you get over here and do a bit of work? I do actually. I have a little handful of New Zealand clients and I love my New Zealand clients. Um, I literally, yeah, shout out to a couple of them. I just got off the call with them literally just before this, um, helping them with, yeah, growing and working out the next steps in their business. So yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Who do you work uh, with? I'm being nosy now. <laughs> I don't know if I'm allowed to name drop. It's confidential information. No, uh, they'd be more than happy for a shout out. So hi, Marina and Elise from Rent Hub. Um, love working with you guys and um, helping your business grow. Oh, awesome. Excellent. 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 I think Alison could do it a bit of a sidekick. Uh, yeah, I was going to say your Kiwi clients are probably much easier to deal with than your Aussie ones. I'd say, say Alison. We're pretty easy going. I have really good charts. Like all my Kiwi clients, we always have really good charts. So. So, so, so in terms of, I mean, you know, it sounds like me and you've been on like similar journeys. We started in property management. We got into mm -hmm. uh, the consulting, the training space. Dare yeah. to say it, you've probably got a little bit more structure than what I've got. So, so you know, <laughs> what do definitely. you? Yeah, definitely, definitely. So what do you actually do with these clients to, to get them to the level which where they want to get to? been interesting because I've been kind of going through my own evolution of my own business this last you know six 12 months and um, really trying to work out like what is my sort of zone of genius and where do I specialize and I do have a very couple of special skills in a being able to look at blockages or challenges or processes and really work out okay how do we streamline these and optimize these and make them more efficient and easier both to make the property managers lives easier but both also to deliver a much better level of service to the client. So an example of that is helping businesses redefine their processes and procedures, improve their customer experience and help the property managers better manage their time so that they can deliver a much better service. So that's kind of an example of what I typically do when I first go into a business so that then they're ready to press go on growing and we can work on their growth strategy and yeah. make sure that We've got the foundations in place first and the people are strong and empowered and managing themselves as best they can so that when you're putting new properties in, mm. 
we're not losing them out the back door because people aren't managing them efficiently and um, are too stressed and are too overwhelmed to actually do it properly. So, so this is almost, I mean, there's one thing that you picked up on right at the beginning, which really just caught my ear, zone of genius. I love that. So what is, what is that? Is that mm. like really zoning in it, your skill set, which you can actually, you know, actually perfect? Is that what that is? 100%, yeah. And it's where it's very interesting. It's like where also, mm. yeah, you're most in flow, like where you're going to be happiest. Um, so it's really kind of trying to combine, yeah, what you're good at what you love doing, like, and it's that sort of zone in the middle there. And it's obviously something you can make a living out of as well <laughs> yep, <laughs> to find yep. that sort of zone of genius. I believe there's a, um, I think there's a Japanese word called ikigai. And it's really when you find that sort of magic sweet spot of, yeah, what you're good at, what you're passionate about, how you help people, how you can make an income out of it. Um, and yeah, get that little zone of genius that you, you can really sort of specialize in and help people with. That's, that's brilliant. It sounds very similar almost as there's a book that, what, I mean, Tim Morden, who Will would have worked for, I've worked for, I still technically kind of work for him. Uh, he was big in the believing in good to great. And in that you've got yeah. the um, very similar where you've got the three circles where your passion, uh, what you're yeah, working very similar. on. And, yeah. yeah, very similar. Well, great stuff. Great I, stuff. I really like that um, zone of genius. I haven't heard that before. It's, yeah. What's your zone of genius, Will? Sorry? <laughs> What's your zone of genius, Will? Oh, that's a very good question. That's a very good question. I, on, I have questions. Here you go. The coach comes out now. <laughs> um, energy, probably. Yeah. Um, I get people excited about real estate. It's my my yeah. genius. Yeah. I, I would say Will's zone of genius is coming absolutely because I basically inherited property brokers after Will had been in there. Uh, the processes he has got you know processes for everything and i have to say for me walking in there oh god send because nothing bores me more than, than writing <laughs> stuff like that than that so it's great to have all that in there uh has addison got a zone of genius do you reckon oh, oh that's a tough yeah question that one for sure dancing absolutely <laughs> Dancing. Um, dancing with a bottle of wine on the dance dancing floor. Dancing with yeah. a bottle of wine on the dance floor. That's his zone. Can't wait genius. to see that in November. <laughs> yeah, well, he's oh, been banned. Oh, I've been he? warned up and banned from the dance floor this year. <laughs> he's been banned. I've banned him. He's not allowed on the dance floor. Aww, we'll say. We'll okay. say. I appreciate the feedback uh, there, David. That's definitely uh, welcome. And oh. um, I'm still partial to a to do list. In fact, uh, got one today. You know, hey, I have a, a to-do list. I have a nothing yeah, like ticking shit up. Yep. You know, yep. it's yeah, it's good. And I have the the 3D concept, which is uh, you know, do it, delegate it, or dump it, and that's what we have at the end of the week. Yep. So stuff like that keeps you keeps you busy, keeps you on track. So I'm only so give us a bit of your background. How how did you get started in property management? Did you choose it as a career? Did it choose you? How do you get into it? I think I'm pretty similar to most people in property management. It wasn't something that I was like growing up out of high school wanting to do. I actually worked at our like local blockbuster video <laughs> store when that was still around. So maybe that gives you an indication as to how old I am. But um, yeah, and I was progressing up through the ranks of assistant management at Blockbuster and suddenly was offered a promotion and realized I didn't want to be a Blockbuster video chick my whole life. And um, we were selling our, my mum was selling our family home at the time and just I got interested in real estate and went and got a diploma in real estate, started working part-time, literally the doing the, you know, the property, the very, very junior running around doing all of the lackey kind of jobs. Um, and yeah, over the years, I just 
I guess it did choose me. I just worked my way up at it. I realized I was, yeah, good at organizing, solving problems, helping clients get to where they wanted to go and worked in both Sydney, worked overseas in London in property management for several years. Um, Back to Sydney, worked for a leading agency here and then sort of worked my way up to sort of leading and managing um, like new business and leasing and really specialized in that growth space for a while. Yeah, Um, yeah, I worked. No, with Morton's in Sydney. Ah, right. Yep. You and Morton. Yeah. 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 So you and Morton's, he's like my real estate dad here. I grew up with him as a property and when I was a property manager. Well, you you had a really good role model there because, I mean, I've seen him speak in in a conference here Mm. in New Zealand years ago and and very, very, you know, great presentation and knows his stuff. Uh, And so what got you into the consultancy space? I mean, what made you step away from being at the coalface and working within property management to going out and, and deciding to have a go at training and consulting? Um, well, I mean, probably like many people, I got a bit tired and exhausted of property management. Um, but yeah, I was just offered, offered an opportunity. I worked with um, the incredible Fiona Blaney in Sydney with her coaching consultancy. So yeah, I learned to do coaching consulting training there. Um, did that for a few years. Then I worked with um, Inspect Real Estate. I did um, freelance account management for them for several years. So I got an exposure to really kind of implementing and training on software and processes as well from that side of things. And yeah, through doing that, then I created my own consultancy business um, and it's sort of just grown from there. So Fiona Blaney, I mean, great influence. I mean, we bumped into mm. it at Arik this year as a crossing Arik with Addison, introduced Addison to uh, Fiona. Uh, God knows what she thought of him. And um, <laughs> I mean, also Andrew Reese with Inspect Real Estate. So there's another. Yeah, I've had some good mentors. I've had some good yeah. mentors. <laughs> you, you've worked with the best, haven't you? So I'm, I'm mm-hmm. no doubt it would have rubbed off on you. And now you're able to go in and share that knowledge. So, I mean, what do you do things of events? I think you've got something coming up in Melbourne um, coming up soon. Yeah, so I do also, as well as the like in office and a lot of stuff on Zoom, I do speak at events um, and run workshops. And I've actually partnered up with one of my good friends in the industry, Sarah Chincotta, and we're actually putting on an event in October, 12th of October in Melbourne called the BDM Summit, where we're really trying to take it from just not just sort of being like keynotes, but we're really trying to make it really workshoppy so that the, you can kind of come in and, and get some stuff done and implement it on the day. Um, you know, it's like sort of smaller, more intimate conference and to be able to, yeah, help people level up both with the practical skills of growth, but really with that mindset performance that they need to be able to really excel and perform in their roles. Okay. And, and are the tickets still available for that, Amorni? As, as of right now when we're recording, there is uh, – we've just done another release in a bigger room. I think there's about 16 tickets left, so okay. not many left. Boys, boys, I reckon we should go. Be, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm bit of a boy strip. I'm already always going. up for another trip to uh, Aussie. We'll be doing, we'll be doing drinks afterwards if that encourages Ooh. me to go. <laughs> You've got you Harrison know. hooked. Line yeah, you've got me hooked. Get, drinks. Day. <laughs> get your bands. You've, you've got Harrison hooked, no doubt. So, so bottle got, line, I'll get him dancing. <laughs> so there's, there's there's four of us from Property Brokers going over for it. So we saw it and I thought, well, this is because you know, we, first of all, to reward reward uh, Tony Wano. And now Tony won nice. the um, Small Ryan's Office Real Estate Institute Office of the Year for Property Management, and she's been running an office in Wairoa, which was badly impacted by uh, Cyclone Gabriella. And uh, she's did an amazing job. Uh, so we're rewarding her, and we've also got a couple of BDMs that we're, we're sending over. And I mean, a trip to Melbourne, I'm not going to say no to that. So, boys, I reckon we make a bit of a, you know, a couple of days of it. Hey, eh? what do you reckon? <laughs> yeah, I'm up for it. I think That's so. That's not a bad call. 
Just yeah, got to get it past the old uh, the bank account lady. <laughs> yeah, I was talking with Addison. I was talking with Addison at the weekend, and he was telling me that he was getting into a bit of trouble with the accounts manager at Tommy's for too much spending on entertainment on the balance sheet. Oh, okay. <laughs> I've been told to rein it in. First, for for uh, the amount of cost employees I have, I should not be spending that much on entertainment. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Cost of living it's... crisis. It doesn't affect Addison, that's for sure. I mean, I've already it's... done two conferences this year, so I don't know, squeezing in a third one. Plus PMC, oof. So, so anyway, Hermione, when was the last time you did in Wellington? Oh, not for a long time. The last, my last trip to New Zealand, I was in Auckland. Um, yeah. I couldn't know. It's been you didn't come to Wellington? Uh, pardon? You didn't come to Wellington last time? Not last, I know. Oh. Have, you ever, have you ever flown into Wellington? Many years ago, many, many years ago. Hold on. Hold, Hold on. on tight. I've heard it's very windy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'll tell you this now, because I, I mean, because I, I used to live in Wellington when I was doing the real IQ days, and I'd be flying in out every week of Wellington, and the locals get used to it. You know, you, you'll get some real doozies where you're just hanging on for dear life, and you're thinking, what the hell? How are we going to land in this? <laughs> anyway, they always land. Yeah, I'm going to give you a little confession. Like, I actually really like aeroplane turbulence. I think it's exciting. One of my favourite shows is weirdly air crash investigations. (laughs) I tell you, you you, you may be the same. And you know what? There's so much you can learn in property management from it because there's always this, like, little nuts. Yeah. Attention to detail. And it's it's attention to detail. Sometimes I get told off my phone saying I don't have a lot of you know, reconstructing yeah. disasters, which is a day in the life of property management. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I like it. Maybe we should do a poll. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. You'll listen. You'll love it. Anyway, I hope it. Hope. Hope the weather's shit for you then when you get over there. Great. Right? Cause, cause <laughs> Hopefully, really, there's a few rejected takeoffs, so you get a couple of goes at it. <laughs> yeah. 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 I've had a couple of them in my time, and even those points. Oh my God! I've come off the plane. I'm like, never again. I'm driving to Auckland. But yeah. there you go. You jump on the plane again. Anyway, so, so if the people want to get along to this BDM summit, so they've got to be quick. You know, by the time they probably, probably listen to this, it's probably sold out. But where do they go to? What website do they go to? And uh, do you want to give a bit of a, a push for your business as well? Where do they go to to get a hold of you? Uh, thank you. Um, yeah, so for BDM Summit tickets, it's thebdmsummit.com.au. Very original name there. Um, and, yeah, you can just jump on there and grab um, grab tickets. And it's got the event information on there. Um, and we've got, um, for anyone who is coming from out of area, we do have some discounts on accommodation there. And we'll be doing some drinks afterwards to kind of unwind from the day. So, yeah, it'd be really cool. Um, and, yeah, for me and my business, jump over to sidekick.net.au um, or I'm probably, yeah, you can connect with me on Facebook or Instagram under Hermione Gardner. Like I'm probably most active on those social channels, um, sharing sort of, yeah, like tips and what I'm up to and, yeah, how you can work with me and make your life easier. Is this a business well, most, that you've got? Go, go on, Will. You can ask. I've been asking too many questions. Well, go for it, mate. You have, mate. You have. Um, yeah. uh, what makes a good BDM, Hermione? That's a great question. I mean... Dying to know. What's the ingredients? It's a good question. Um, and I have actually seen different types of people succeed. So I could tell you, okay, yeah, they've got to be driven, they've got to be willing to pick up the phone, they've got to like have good selling skills, the ability to connect and listen to other people. Um, all of those things are important. Um but again, I, if I have a client asking me, like I really want to know about the business, what their objectives and goals are, 
what they're trying to achieve, the demographics and type of clients they have. You know, sometimes it's someone who is from more of a property management background who can really connect with those newer investors who don't really know and understand the market. Whereas, you know, for a client, an area where you've got just a lot of like uh, more financially geared investors who maybe already have a lot of investment properties, it's a high sort of more of a high turnover area, like someone who's just really good at selling the services of the agency might be more appropriate for that demographic. Um, so yeah, there's some key characteristics I think that are important, as I said, um, but you know, it's what makes a good BDM is like then the environment they're going into as well, as far as how successful they're going to be. What expectations, because yeah, this is, this is the age old question you get everywhere. And, and, and I'm not saying there's a right or a wrong answer to this, you know, but what is a fair expectation for a BDM to do every month? <laughs> Uh, again, I'm really annoying when you ask these questions because I think it depends. Like I've yeah. got, if I think about clients that I've worked with at the moment that I've either coached their BDMs or they have BDMs in the businesses that I work in, like I've got one that's doing 30 a month on average and I've got one that's doing say five a month on average at the moment. Like, so you could kind of go, okay, well, is the one that's doing five a month not doing a good enough job? Now I know that the one that's doing five a month, she's generating every single one of those leads on their on her own. Like there is no yeah. sales team, like there is no developments, there is no referrals, there's nothing coming in. She's kind of on a closer to the start of her journey and she's doing as best she can do for where she's at in her six months journey, right? Whereas mm -hmm. the guy who's doing 30 a month, like he's got he's got developments, he's got a you know 15 person sales team at his disposal. He's not generating, like he's getting fed all those leads and he's just yeah. converting. So what's good, like, yeah, well, you know, you can mm. say this is great. I mean, on average, if I look at the clients I work with, if you can get a BDM doing, you know, eight to 15 a month, like that's a, that's a pretty good innings. And when mm. you work out the break-even point for having a BDM in your business, generally that's going to be profitable within that first, you know, six to nine months for you. Yeah, being Australian, I love the interjection of a cricket terminology that are saying innings because I love my cricket. And uh, that's a great, that's a great answer. That's a great answer. Alison, you got any questions that you like to you ask? You know, I actually do have a question for Hermione. So obviously, like we're in this modern world now, there's heaps of technology out there. You've obviously probably got a younger generation of BDMs coming through as well. Wow. Are you seeing much difference between like the younger ones that might be very dominant on things like LinkedIn and technology versus the older ones being a bit more old school and traditional with the phone calls, the face-to-face -face meetings, are you seeing much difference in success rates? Yeah, again, I hate to generalise, but yeah, if I had to generalise, yes, potentially, I'm not going to put age limits on there because I don't want to offend anyone on the call or at home listening, <laughs> but um, I think, yeah, so the older demographic of BDMs and people trying to grow their rent rolls are typically doing more of the networking, more of the referral, more yeah. of like that sort of side of things. The, the maybe a bit of like LinkedIn stuff, but typically what I see is, yeah, that younger generation of BDM, they almost like don't want to go out and connect and talk to people as much. They yeah. to do like a TikTok or a reel and like really work on their social media presence. And that can work too if you do that well and generate leads through that source. Um, but yeah, typically they're more scared to pick up the phone and they like texting and emailing. And mm. they, again, you can make it work. Like there's ways to make it work, but you know, those old school methods of growing a rent roll and connecting with new clients, they still work. I've got one client at the moment where she's she used to do BDM. She's been out doing some other stuff for a while. She's come back in, you know, 10 years later and she's like, okay, what's the newest? What's the latest? She's come back to do coaching with me. And what I'm talking to her about is like it's to be successful, like the old stuff still works. Like it's like mm. 
mm. like old lead sources of your current clients and your sales referrals and your referral partners and like those things still work and the best thing is still getting on the phone connecting with people going out meeting people talking to people like that stuff still works the newer stuff it can work too but it's not a silver bullet it's yeah. part of a strategy your facebook ads your social media presence your email marketing it's part of a strategy but the that old school stuff, if we call it old school, again, not to offend anyone, like it still it still works. Sorry, and Dave. I suppose I mean, this is what I mean. Every time, you know, I can tell you're all looking at me when she says old school and people on the podcast who could be listening of on it. And uh, you know, I, I can take it. I'm getting on. I'm getting older. That's all right. I mean, Hermione, it sounds like pretty much the secret source is a combination of everything. Yeah, I think like again, it depends on like I literally had a client say to me today, like, you know, wh where do I start to kind of revisit like growing my rent roll? And I said, well, but first let's look at what's already working. So what, what have you, where are the leads coming from that you're currently working on in your business? If it's, you know, current clients and referrals, if that's coming in without you doing anything, there's going to be more there if we tap into it. So let's look at what's working and amplify that. Um, but then looking at, okay, well, what other sources are available that potentially aren't you know, turned on and being utilized at the moment that are readily accessed and available, right? So often people will sort of say, oh, like, what's the best marketing flyer to go out and put in letterboxes? And I'm like, well, hang on, we've got, you know, a thousand names and numbers in this old database of landlords sitting here that we could really utilize yeah. instead of kind of mm. going and knock on doors and find those people. We've, we've got people that have been previously interested either in purchasing investment property or have we've talked to in the past what can we do with that first so as far as like reconnect and nurture and get in front of those people before kind of like going out and running around the streets going, hello, does anyone have an investment property? <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, we're going to have to wind up, Will, and, and you're going to have your questions in a moment, so just hang fire. Oh, okay. I'll tell you what, we've, we've, we've hit the jackpot here, haven't we, guys? So you can see that, you know, if you haven't got tickets yet for the, for the PMC, you're going to get so much from just listening to Harmony alone. And, and so make sure you get on the website, pmc.co.nz, and you can get on there, book your tickets, make sure you get your flights. Uh, I guarantee you it will not have turbulence. It'll be nice and smooth for your landing. And <laughs> you'll have a, and you'll, just, come on, it's right. But you'll have a great time. Well, you've got your, because your, what we typically do, Hermione, just to, you know, I don't know if we've, we've warned you ahead of time for this, but Will will have five random questions that okay. he likes to ask our guests. <laughs> I've got no idea what he's going to ask you. And uh, well, floor's yours, mate. All right, hit me. To, to be fair, I, I didn't really know what I was going to ask either. But um, so uh, five questions. First thing that springs to mind. If you had to choose between David and Harrison for a dinner date, who would it be? <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> it's hard to say. I don't know Harrison as well. I've known David for a long time, I guess. I'd go, I think Dave and I'd have a fun laugh if we went out for dinner. That's two for two. Two actually. for two, mate. Two, two for two. two. Sorry, Harrison. I'm sure. Oh, you're it's ready. okay. It's okay. I'll just cry in the corner. <laughs> you should turn your camera on, mate. Then, you, then you yeah, have maybe a it's, Maybe it's just because I can't see you. <laughs> there we go. I'm oh, probably I'm probably a lot more attractive than David. Like he's got a good 50, 60 years on me. So. Come on. This listen. If, if Kurt Cobain and Harry Potter could have a child, it would be Harrison Vaughan. <laughs> well, that matches yes. well with Hermione, so maybe I should change my mind. <laughs> <laughs> so next question. Why does Australia manage 90% of properties and New Zealand manages 50%? Mm. 
what's what's the one thing that you're you're across both uh, countries? What's one thing that springs to mind? I just think it hasn't happened yet. Great answer. I think, I think you can get there. Like, I mean, there would have been a stage where our percentage was much lower. I don't know the stats and timing around it, but I remember when I very first went to New Zealand, I don't know, when did we meet, David? All those years ago, I'm pretty sure the percentage was down around like 20, 30% around what was managed versus not. And so now to hear that it's at 50%, like that shows me that the it's trending upwards. And I know with some of my New Zealand clients, we're talking about, yeah, how to convert more of those, um, you know, more of the self-managed landlords into managed landlords. So I just think, I don't know the why, but I would say anything's possible. It's just not yet. I like that answer. It's just not yet. Um, best lady you've worked with and why? Oh, we've mentioned three of them in this session. Do I have to pick a favourite? <laughs> yeah, you do. Yep. Um, oh, I mean, I probably have to say, like, Ewan, like, he... It was very a very influential time in my career and really I think the biggest thing he always helped with was my mindset. I remember being a property manager and wanting to kind of become, I think it was like a senior PM and there was just, there was a few things that I wasn't nailing and I wasn't good at and he just really helped me to go like, what did, what did he say? Embrace your crap. Like look at the stuff that you're crap at and don't be like defensive about it, like own it and get better at it and then you can move forward. So Lots of little lessons like that that really shifted my mindset over my career and sort of moved me more from that fixed mindset into a growth mindset. Embrace the crap and zone of genius. Love it both. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 100%. So I've got to ask the question. Mm-hmm. Who is better at property management, Australians or Kiwis? Oh, Kiwis, of course. Boom. <laughs> yes. And I feel like you're not just saying that. I don't know why. <laughs> it felt genuine. It really does. This is, no, this is only broadcast in New Zealand, right? <laughs> no, it's oh, not. Oh, and we'll make sure of that. Our audience is global. We, we've got we got millions listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> right. Last question. And across the businesses that you work with and have seen, what makes a property management business great? If you can think of one thing or two. I think the people. I think like yeah. the people that you've got in it, the leaders who lead the people, like I think I, I think we've seen some of the examples of tech-based, you know, those kind of solutions trying to come into the market, but people hold the key to the relationships, they hold the key to the problem solving, the, the you know, the aircraft investigation, like they, you know, it, it takes I think it takes people to run a really successful business. And there's a lot of aspects that that go into that in managing and leading and the culture and the values and all the things around those people. But I think I would say people's the key. That's so true. Couldn't agree more. And uh, you feel the energy as soon as you walk into these businesses, right? You can tell. And it's, it's something that, you know, you can't put your finger on, but you know, instantly if it's working, if it's gelling, it's quite, it's quite interesting. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And I mean, you know, you can gen- generally always map things back to the leaders of the business and the energy that they have and how they're showing up and they're living their values each day it often filters down throughout the team. Yeah. Well, anyway, Hamoni, look, I can't thank you enough for, for jumping on to the podcast. We're, we're very grateful that you've got to come over to, to New Zealand, to Wellington, to speak at the PMC. 
I can't wait to go to your BDM Summit. Really excited about mm. going to that. And it's going to be great to be able to catch up with you uh, before the PMC in person anyway. And, yeah, and, um, and our dinner. Don't forget our dinner. And our dinner. And our dinner. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you Booking go. Booking in. <laughs> Will's booking it now. So, you know, you've got to get a few more Kiwis over there. Amoni, thanks for joining so much at the, uh, the Alternative Property Management Show. Thanks again to Will Alexander from Bailey's and to Harrison Vaughan from Tommy's Property Management in Wellington. And we'll see you again for another episode. Cheers, guys. Natiwa. Cheers. Thank you for tuning in to the Alternative Property Management Podcast, powered by Renty and the PMC.